What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Coach Nisi, and you are tuning in to another episode of New Mind, New Body, New You, a fitness transformation podcast where we talk about the things you think about, but you don't actually have conversations about because sometimes they can be extremely uncomfortable. And so today on this episode, I want to talk about emotional eating, right? We're not going to sugarcoat anything. We're going to give it to you raw and truthful. We're going to be truthful about it. We're going to take some accountability for the things that we think and feel. You know, you know, I like to start off with a little story, but the other day I was just having a day. I was just simply having one of those days where it seemed like nothing was going right. And many of you know, if you've been listening to this podcast enough, I've been telling you that I'm going through a bodybuilding journey. I've been, this will be my second time prepping for the stage. And, you know, this is a a hard task, right? And I tell anybody what that looks like, um, the difficulties of trying to stay consistent throughout everything that includes life. And, you know, and I'm grateful for this journey because it's definitely disciplining me to become better as a trainer, blah, 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 right? But I was having that day. I was having that day where you feel like you wake up and and nothing seems right. You wake up with a headache or you wake up extremely tired and you're like, I didn't sleep well. You get up, you get ready for work. You know, it seems like the class didn't do well. You wait, your mind is still racing and then you try to get to work. After work is done, you still come home and you still feel that way. And then everything seems to happen back to back to back. And you don't get a break. And that's what happened to me last week. That I was having those days (laughs) consistently, unfortunately. But I was. And I was taking myself through the the negative thoughts about, all right, you, you know, you feel this way, you need to do something about it. And I got ready to reach for fried food because I love fried food, right? Don't get me wrong. When I, so whenever, you know, I do have an opportunity to treat myself, I, I love something fried. Um, I just love the crunch, right? Even though I know it's not good for me, it's not something that we can eat every single day. But I know for sure that that's what I was getting ready to reach for. Or Cinnabon. Oh boy. Mm-mm-mm. We're going to talk about temptations later. But I said to myself, I said, all right, Nisi, why are you, why, why are you, why do you feel this way? Why do you feel like you just want to go and eat every single thing? What is it going to do for you? Like, what is this food going to do for you? And I had this conversation in my head, like, why are you self-sabotaging over things that you can't control? Things that happen to you or things that are involved you or things that just may be around you and not going right and influences your ability to move left or right. Why are you self-sabotaging just because it made you uncomfortable temporarily? Why are you self-sabotaging? Self-sabotage forces us to be self-destructive. And when we're on this journey called weight loss and and fitness and trying to find where we fit into this world of fitness, eating has to be controlled and monitored because we use food as a vice. We feel like we get comfort, we get full, we go to the bathroom and the next thing you know, we're ready to eat again, you know? And, you know, I'll say this, is is this like sugar, you know, when you have an addiction to something and sodas is big, sodas, there's so many types of sodas out there. You'll go and you'll get a soda to start your day thinking it's going to give you good energy. 
you drink it, and then next thing you know, you're tired. Guess what you reach for again? You reach for that again, and you and you get that same comfort. It becomes a comfort drink now because you're like, I'm going to get energy, and your body's looking for it, but you're really dependent on the sugar. You're dependent on the chemicals that are in there, right? So when it comes down to emotional eating, it is the same way you are feeling good. You feel full, and now you can go to sleep, not think about your situation, but when you wake up, that situation is still present. It doesn't stop. And every time you trying to, you know, fall asleep and, and clear your mind and do all these things, you are, you are still going to be looking for that one thing that can shut out everything. And that's going to be food. Food makes you feel full. You know, it makes you feel relaxed. And they give you the itis as it say, right? <laughs> But food is not a coping mechanism. It's not a true mechanism, especially when we're reaching for the bad foods. We're reaching for, you know, the comfort foods, the, the sugars, the sweets, the fried foods. Yes, I call myself out. You only increase your stress levels and your frustration when you look, go back and you get ready to start working out and you don't have that same energy anymore. Because I realized, I said, Nisi, I said, if you eat this, you've got check-ins with your coach this week. And if you don't look any different through your workouts, if he can't see how your body is supposed to be changing, what is going to happen to you in five weeks when you get on that stage? It's me versus me. I understand it's a competition. But when I get on that stage, I have to keep it in my head that I am the only person that I am training against to be better. And if I don't look as good as the women that are working, you know, I'm sitting here beating up myself, then I only did it to me. I only did it to me. You know, and, and oftentimes we don't look at it that way. We pay trainers and we get coaches and we buy the, all of these programs. And we realize that when we fall, we will go down and we'll go eat this because we're looking for some type of emotional comfort. We go eat whatever we want and then we get back on it and we're like, I didn't lose a pound. We have to take accountability for those actions and those moments because what you think, what you feel will definitely be displayed on the outside in this journey of weight loss. You see, weight loss is not just about the food. It's about how you feel about yourself. It's that mindset that goes along with emotional eating because emotions are driven by your mind, how you feel. And then your mind will make the decision to go and eat those foods that you know that are no good for you. And don't get me wrong, I understand. You know, I, I understand, you know, because again, alcohol used to be a vice for me that I used to do emotional drinking. And when I used to drink, it was my way to feel better. If I got drunk enough, then my mind would be clear. I would be able to think. I'd be able to do this. No, no. I got a good buzz and I was asleep, snoring somewhere on my couch or in my bed. And I wake up with a headache and it did not do me any good. I missed classes, was late for work, and it did not do me any justice. 
And the same thing with emotional eating, when you sit here and you say, I don't feel good about myself. I don't look good. I don't like the way my clothes fit. You have to understand that your mindset is attached to the food that you're eating to continue to destroy yourself. You can't want something and not be willing to work for it. Your everything has to change in the process of growth. That includes your emotional eating. If you want to feel better about yourself, let's work on building a positive mindset and saying, I'm not going to go eat. I'm going to go walk. I'm going to go take a walk. I'm going to clear my mind. I'm going to cry it out. You know, if you pray, I'm going to pray it out. If you feel that you need to journal, I'm going to journal it out. You know, if you're out here and said, I need to call my therapist, go and talk to your therapist. Do what you have to do before it results to eating or over drinking or finding another addiction that is simply unhealthy and still keeping you in the same spot that you desire, you desire to get out of. Now, let's be clear, this is not an easy journey. Let's be clear. I'm, I will never tell you that this is easy to work through because it's not. You know, when my, my son looked at me one day when I was drinking, he was a toddler and I had been drinking so much, my vice was Everclear. Everclear is like gasoline to the body to be honest. And I, I, I would, uh, I, and he touched my face. He could see my face sagging. He could see the weight loss coming off. He could see how my body responded because I, I was like emotionless. He could feel that because he didn't really want to be around me. You must know that has to hurt. Right. And, and, and that's the same way when you look at yourself in the mirror while you're eating the food that you know that is only not is only doing you harm than good. And you're stuffing your face with it every single day or every other day or you're making excuses and compromising with yourself on why you desire it. And you look at yourself and you're unhappy. You're sitting there in tears because you don't like where you are. That is the same way my son felt. You don't look good, mama. You don't feel good. You now have the ability to change that. And I said, I can't have my baby looking at me like that. I can't have my baby looking at me like that. And I was, I was ashamed as a mother for him to see me in that position. I was broken, but I was, I was allowing my circumstances to take control of me instead of me taking control of it. Let's be real. Now, could I change them immediately? No. Could I have a hand in, in the change that needed to come? Absolutely. It only took one step at a time. And I'm even today, I'm still not where I need to be, but I am nowhere where I used to be. And for that, I am super grateful. Because I realized that, that the alcohol was only keeping me in a space mentally, physically, and emotionally where I did not want to be and it was not safe. And emotional eating does the same thing. You continue to self-destruct. You continue to self-sabotage. You continue to put yourself in a harder position to get out of. 
Because losing weight, yes, it's like a science. You have to figure out what works for you. That process is, is hard and long because now you're making changes in areas that you didn't realize was a, was a concern. For an example, you know, if, you're, if you eat tons of rice, but you're not doing the right, you know, exercises to go to burn off that extra rice, this is an, just an example. You're going to notice how your body doesn't change. If you're eating bread and your body is carb resistant or you're insulin dependent and that bread is breaking down as sugar, you're going to notice how you might end up developing diabetes or you might have some other health concerns. If you're already diabetic and you're eating tons of sugar and don't realize how much additive sugar that you have in your body, that can keep you there. Like, so... And again, these are just examples, you know, uh, just scenarios, nothing specific, right? But that is what we have to understand that this fitness journey is a, is a journey. It is really a journey. It is like science. And once you understand that, you know, if you stop and you go, you self-sabotage, you're only pushing back the progression of the discovery. The discovery is you, the weight loss, getting it off of your body and being able to keep it off. Being able to understand that you can't keep letting yourself go and think it's okay and that your body will bounce back. You know, like I tell my clients like this, your body's like a rubber band. If you keep stretching it far enough, it will break. So that means that if you keep putting the bad foods in there, eventually your body's gonna say, oh, well, you know, I'm not gonna change anymore because they're not going to change. It's not going to change. Your body becomes stagnant and it's waiting for and, and waiting for all of the bad foods that you've been eating over the years that has gotten you where you are. And, and your body will reject the change. Your, your stomach might hurt a little bit. You might see yourself going to the bathroom a little bit more. You might see how you might bloat a little bit more because your body's trying to become accustomed to eating better foods thinking better, getting more rest, drinking a little bit more water and less sodas. You might feel your energy drop, but then you might feel it go up once you keep it consistent. Like I could go on and on about that, but I won't do that here today. But what I will say is that emotional eating will keep you in the same place that you don't want to be. It's a self-destructive method that many use as a coping mechanism to drown themselves away from the true problems of life. Listen to me. I, I you know, when I was in therapy, I, I, my therapist asked me two questions. She said, Nisi, can you fix the problem? Can you, can you, can you fix the problem? And it and, and and in that, can you fix the problem? You know, it comes the where, the how, the when, what do you need? What are your resources? What are you doing? Then it came, if you can't fix the problem, what influence do you have to guide the problem further away from you or to help whomever or whatever solve the issue? And in that, there's questions too. You know, does it directly influence you? I mean, influence you? How do you feel about it? You know, why were you a part of it? And, and identifying like the issues and the concerns, right? So when you start getting 
to these circumstances in your life where you feel like you're not worthy, you feel like you're not, you're not desirable, you don't love yourself. Where did these traumas come from? Where did these barriers that, you know, are stopping you from getting to that new you, where did they come from? I am not a therapist, but I am a life coach. And my, and, and as a life coach, I, I do self-discovery and being able to understand at least where your traumas come from. And then you can address them with a therapist to go deeper into those situations. Because as long as you're, you're hurt and your pain and your undesirable, your un, your undesirable thoughts, your negative thoughts, your frustration, your anger about your life, about your relationship, about yourself, about your worthiness, your value. If you never understand where they are rooted into and you don't solve them, you will find yourself in this hamster wheel of going back into this emotional uh, pattern every single day. And if it's not every single day, it might be every single week. Something might trigger you. Every single month, if you address a trigger, you know, or or you out somewhere and a trigger happens, or you read something, you know, There's a lot of triggers that I have that I've had to address. Such one, <laughs> such as the alcoholism, homelessness. I, I, I experienced it and I'm always afraid every day that if I don't do what I need to do, building my business, believing in myself and showing up for me, I'm going to be back there. And even though I'm far from that, I'm still afraid. And that was a trauma 15 years ago. My son will be 15 this year. So just know that this is a process. You're not going to get rid of those pains if you don't continue to work towards the goal. If you don't, and the goal is to find yourself again, to uncover that new you, uncover that new mindset, uncover those new dreams, you know, finish those new goals and finish the old ones, finish the old goals and create new goals that can get you into better spaces and places in life. Emotional eating will drag you down. Emotional drinking will drag you down. And any other addiction that you may have can drag you down and take you from being the best version of yourself. Some of us won't even, you know, um, admit that we have an issue. It's not until the issue gets to us and again, puts us into spaces and places where we're uncomfortable. Emotional eating can be controlled with self-care. Just knowing where you are daily, where you are mentally daily, where you are spiritually daily, regardless of your religion, spiritually can simply be meditation for you where you are financially, where you are relationship-wise, where you are uh, institutionally, you know, where where, where your job, career-wise, 
Like, where are you? And if you don't check in with yourself and address what, what's hurting you, these particular things, emotional eating, you know, emotional drinking, the addictions will continue to stay rooted. We've got to pull those weeds. We've got to pull those weeds. And I know I've said a lot today. But the thing about this is, I'm not perfect, but I have each and every one of those things that were rooted so deeply in my heart. I've cut the roots. I've still got a few leaves to sweep out and to pick up. But I realize that as long as they are no longer rooted, they won't hurt me as much. I still have the debris. We'll never forget some of the things that has happened to us. And I'm not going to tell you to get rid of that either. But now instead of it using you and destroying you, forcing you to do things that you know are not good for you, you use that as the tool and the strength to pick yourself up and go after it. And go after those goals. Go after that weight loss journey. Don't allow yourself to be destroyed because it's not working right now or it's it or it hasn't worked right now. We all are have areas of improvement. We're going to continue to be works in progress all of all the days of our lives. We're going to always be a work in progress. And that means that that allows room for growth. You want growth. You want to expand. You want to see better in yourself every year. I don't care if you're 75. I don't care if you're 57. I don't care if you're 14. Every day can be an improvement where you are in your life because you're still living and you have a lot to live for. So let's make the best of it by not settling but working on us every single day in the mental capacity and the physical capacity. We are all struggling and going through something. And I will not dare to minimize your situation because I don't know. But your emotional eating is not doing you any good. Your emotional drinking isn't doing you any good. And any other addiction that you find is that you may have is not doing you any good. So I hope that this episode will speak to someone somewhere in hopes to start doing better for self and checking in with self. And working one day at a time to break that habit, break that system, break that pattern that is keeping you where you don't want to be. We have, we all have the opportunity to be amazing and we just have to go after it. So I pray that you have a good day. I pray that you listen to this with open mind, open heart, and you take what you need. You all have a good day. This is your coach, Nisi, and you are tuned in 
where you have just listened to another episode of New Mind, New Body, New You. Thank you for taking the time with me today. Have a good day.